the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good to see you, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We get to get, we get to get, to get, yeah, we get, we get to get together every day from three to five every weekday, and it's always good to be with you and uh, hear your thoughts on different issues. There's some crazy stuff going on in the world today, one of them being that uh, all the car thefts going on in Chicago, and Chicago has decided to sue the car manufacturers for the uh, car theft, Kia and Hyundai. Apparently, and I don't want to tip anybody off here, but you can go online and learn how to hotwire those cars pretty fast, and so the mayor is suing. And it led me to think about something that I think is he's suing uh, the car manufacturers. And why is that? There is something that is happening, I think, in a lot of areas about blaming the victim rather than the person who might be committing the crime. And this is something that, you know, we talk about a lot called victim blaming. The car is not exactly the the victim, right? The owner of the car is the victim. And I'm not sure that the manufacturer is the victim, but they are, I guess, becoming a victim if they're going to get sued because somebody stole them. See, I think that the uh, as dumb as it might be that it's easy to grab those cars, if it is easy, is, you know, the thing is, is that it's still a thief. You know, if somebody, sh- if I said, hey, everybody, go to your YouTube right now, and it'll show you how to steal, uh, you know, a Hyundai or a Kia, and then you go to the garage next to where you work and just grab one, uh, whose fault is that? It's your fault. You're the thief, right? Doesn't that make you the thief? It, it seems to me that that makes you <laughs> that you're just a thief. Hey, look, I left my car running over here, and uh, and the door is wide open. Um, I'm not, I'm going to turn my back. Like if I had a car, I've had cars before that. In fact, one my first car was stolen, and I would like to thank the thief to that for that car. Uh, it was not running well. It was at the end. It had two hundred fifty thousand miles on it, I think. And uh, it had, uh, this is my first car. It was a 1981 Honda Civic. You ever have your car stolen? There is, there is a sense of, you know, that you're violated, right? If you ever have your car stolen or broken into. And I've had that happen a couple of times. But this car, um, it had been great. My first car, I think I drove it 100,000 miles before I realized I probably ought to change the oil. It just ran great. Uh, What's wrong with that? Well, you should change the oil, you know, every 3,000 miles or something, Arnold. But uh, it ran perfectly well. And But it was at the end of its life. I was in college or about to graduate from college. I can't remember. And one night somebody stole it. And it wasn't running right. It had hoses that needed to be replaced. So it would overheat not too long after you drove it. It was good enough to get me to the campus and back. That was it. And I told the police, I said, uh, well, you know, the thing has... 
uh, over it'll overheat. They're not more than 10 miles away. And sure enough, they found it and they decided to take everything out of it, the seats and everything, and they totaled, totaled it out. I got more money from insurance than I would have got if I would have sold it. So for me, that was, you know, I still felt violated, but seemed like a good idea. But even though in a way those thieves did me a favor, it's still crime, right? They're, they're the bad guys. They came into the parking lot and they stole the car. Anyway, so that is something that's happening. It's called victim blaming theory. It's part of that. It's a sociological concept that examines the tendency in society to sometimes blame victims of crimes or to blame the, the path that that person took for a crime rather than the, you know, the actual crime itself. And it's not wrong probably to ask, well, why did this person commit the crime and what circumstances in their life maybe led them to this place where they felt like they needed to do this? Uh, you know, you can ask those questions, but you can't take away the responsibility of the person committing the crime. You can't. There was a terrible uh, shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, this weekend, a, a man who I guess he had a manifesto and he was very racist, like truly racist, uh, went in and he shot uh, black people because they were black. That's what the story is. And I think that that's true. And it's a horrific story. And uh, they released that guy's manifesto with 10 minutes, you know, after the crime happened, still waiting for the manifesto from the uh, Tennessee shooter uh, all these months later. But, you know, that stuff comes out because there is something incredibly you know, evil about that. But even in the meantime, you know, here, and here's part of the, the, the problem. Some people, you know, whenever these things happen, there are, there are politi- politics that take over immediately these days. A lot of speculation about, you know, what that person's belief was, who they voted for, what their background was, and there's a lot of eagerness uh, for that criminal to sort of fit a profile that fits maybe, a, you know, a, a narrative that you have. One of those narratives, of course, is guns. And we got to get rid of guns. And this guy can have done it without guns. You can have that conversation, right? But you can't have the conversation that somehow excuses the evil that this guy did or the evil that this guy learned and was trained in in uh, his racism or other stuff that led him to that moment. And the sheriff of Jacksonville, T.K. Waters is his name, was kind of fed up with with it because I I think that the really one of the really important things with that is to find out who and what was leading that guy to the beliefs that brought him to the place of this crime. Right? You can turn it into, well, he was uh, crazy, had mental issues. Well, of course he did. He's still responsible for it. And the sheriff said this. The story is always about guns. This, the people are bad. This guy's a bad guy. If I could take my gun off right now and I lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that handgun and starts shooting people with it, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. Yeah, see, he's right about that. And they, you know, and that story needs to be, hey, you know, we, we're in a place where when it comes to issues of race, we call, you know, everything racist. The freeways are racist here in California, you know, all this stuff. And, it, and the problem with all of that is that it takes away from the real racist who did real harm because of his racism in this story. But also what takes away is if that story becomes about guns and not about the guy who did the crime and why he did the crime. He didn't do the crime because he had a gun. The gun was a tool he used in order to carry out his crime. That doesn't mean you can't talk about guns and all of that, but you cannot take away the responsibility of a human being when they do an evil act, when they do the crime, 
whatever it is. So it be it's part of the whole mindset where you start to blame the victim or you make somebody else the victim or in this case the manufacturer. I think part of the reason the Chicago mayor is suing uh, Kia for the car thefts in Chicago is in part to start to make a legal case for blaming the gun manufacturers. See, if, if it's Kia's fault, if it's Hyundai's fault that their cars are being stolen and not the criminal's fault, not the person who stole the car, if it's Kia and Hyundai's fault for stealing the car, then maybe it is the gun's fault and not this racist guy who did the shooting. See what I'm saying? Because there's, there's another agenda here. There is something. Now, I don't know if that's what's going on in Chicago. It's kind of a crazy story where uh, car thefts are up 105% in Chicago over the past year. Um, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, this is something that er- that people are, you know, if you want to steal a car, I guess you're going to go get the easy one, right? Uh, you got something to add to this, uh, Jose? Man, you got to be down real bad if you want to steal a Kia Soul. <laughs> I, I've thought the same thing. There's better cars to steal out there, right? but I guess it's because the parts you can sell, right? And that's the that's the thing, right? The thing is with all of these uh, robberies that are the you know they send a bunch of people in, and uh, I don't know what they are. They what do you call those robberies where everyone goes in? There's a name for it. I'm I'm blanking on it. They, where everyone goes in in this group and they uh, rob the Yves Saint Laurent, and you know they rob a the flash North- mob. Flash mob robberies, yeah, you know, it's uh, they're not going out and wearing that stuff; they're selling it somewhere. I prefer and a flash dance mob. Flash dance mob, yeah, I like that. Remember when? Uh, by the way, this is Pastor Scott Show. If you'd like to join our conversation, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. What I'm getting at here is, I think that the victim blaming thing is moving beyond sort of where it traditionally is. Like one of the places where you traditionally have this going on. Um, are, say, in an issue of sexual assault, okay, where what sometimes happens is you say, well, she shouldn't have been wearing that outfit, okay? And you begin to pull the the evil act and the responsibility for that act away from the person who committed that assault. And you can argue, okay, well, maybe she was unwise. I think that there's a wisdom argument. If you are a Kia or Hyundai owner right now, and I know I'm talking to a bunch of you, you should be aware that there's something online, apparently, that will uh, make it really easy to steal your car. And so there's, there's some wisdom that you need to have. You should go out. This is what they're recommending. They're recommending that you go out and you buy the club. You know, what the, Did you ever, ever have a club, uh, Wilbur, Jose? You ever have a club in your car, that red Thing that I didn't, attach. but my dad did. Uh, my dad is still the kind of guy who'll take out his stereo before he gets out the car. Oh, he does. He has a stereo yeah. that he takes. He still out. does that. Oh man, I, I <laughs> we I, <laughs> in the old days, uh, you know, yeah. for those of you who've never used a payphone, the car stereos were getting stolen in the old days, and you, uh, producer JJ still uses a club. Josh, JJ, Josh still uses a club. Yeah. <laughs> The club, okay, so the car stereo thing, if you don't know this, the car stereo, there was two kinds. The original kind was you could literally pull the entire stereo unit out of your car and take it with you because that's what people were, thieves were breaking into your car to get pretty much was yeah, the stereo. Yeah, my dad drives an old Volkswagen, like a, I think it's like a 60. Like a, a 1960s Volkswagen, yeah. like a bug? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got a car stereo in there yeah, he and has he like takes a it with him. sound system in there, but he still pulls it out. We have it parked in our driveway. And he he still every every time he drives it he goes in he's like low case with the the faceplate for the speaker the stereo is, is there a, a marketplace for that 
I don't know. Like, do I people mean, he still want Best that? Buy. Now, wait, is it the whole thing or just the faceplate? It's just the faceplate. Oh, okay, yeah, because the, uh, the way this went, you know, evolved eventually was people thought it's kind of weird to be walking around with an entire car stereo unit. It had a little handle on it so you could carry it around. It's like the size of a purse. Oh, no. And you'd see people walking down the street, you'd park their car, and they'd pull out and they're carrying their, uh, <laughs> their car stereo along with them. Then it became just the faceplate, and that's what I had. I had one where I could pop the faceplate off. I was too lazy, though, to take it with me. I just shoved it under the driver's seat. I figure if they're coming in the car anyway, I might as well save them the time. And since I had such a great experience with my first car being stolen, you know, maybe uh, it would not be too bad. Anyway, then we had this device. It's called the club, which you can still get. I Googled it, and it's this metal piece that you would stretch across your steering wheel, and it had like a baton that would stick out the side of it. And what it would do is it would make it impossible to steal to steer the car. So you could hotwire the car, get the car started, but this thing was on your steering wheel that would make it impossible to steer because it was too big. So this big club would be out the the side of it, this big thing, and if you turn the wheel, it would bang into the windshield or bang into the car seat. So you couldn't steer it. And that was a reason to not take your car. I had one of those. And you could lock it, so you had keys for this thing. I never locked mine either because I thought, you know, if you're going to get in, if you see it on the wheel and you get in anyway, what what the good thieves would do is they would bring an exacto knife in and just cut it off by cutting through your steering wheel. And they would just saw into the steering wheel, and that apparently doesn't take very long, and they'd just pop it right off of there. Uh, this is something that you're supposed to go get now if you have a uh, Kia or Hyundai. In fact, in o- Omaha, I just read that they're giving them away. Kia and Hyundai at dealerships are giving you a club. You, to... you can have the Kia car lock? Yeah, I, I suppose there's lock on the doors. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Kia or Hyundai owner? Does this, uh, you know, uh, trouble you? I guess they're going to fix that. But, the, you know, the point of this is, is it's not, it's still the thieves' fault. I don't care how easy it is to steal the car. Right. If I say, hey, here's my car, go ahead and take it and you take it, you're still the thief. You're a thief. If you came to me and said, Scott, here's my car. And the, look, I left the uh, the keys on the seat. You can you can take my, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> my my car, my my Honda Civic. I'm not going to take it. You know why? I'm not a thief. That's the reason why. Uh, and see, I think that's where most people are. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Carolyn and Carson, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Um, yeah, I have the club on my uh, late sister's, so it's my secondary vehicle. It's a Toyota red truck, SR pickup. They are hot. I get people asking to buy it all the time because they're, oh, gas efficient and they're oh, yeah. and everything. So. Uh, because mm, two Christmases ago, my neighbor caught someone um, out there to, about to get in it, but she didn't know it was that or, or my Christmas decoration. I said, I immediately said, oh, no, it's the truck. Went to, I was on Boston Club, and I use it all the time religiously because I have to, I park outside so people don't block my mailbox so I get my mail yeah. and stuff. So so what year uh, is your, your truck, your SR5? Oh, sure, 1986, Toyota. You, you have a Toyota 1986 S. That's a great truck. And guess how many miles? I only have 70,000 miles. What? It was the second uh, vehicle uh, truck my sister had. She had an automatic. This is, by the way, it's a stick, an automatic. And I sold the automatic one when she passed away because they had dirt bikes. And right. it's a seven-foot bed truck, so it's just really handy. Any, anyway, so no, I never thought of blaming Toyota because I know that certain models have always been high on the safe. Right. Well, that's a you know what that's a great truck um, to have, uh, and I'm glad you have the club on it. Uh, the club works, by the way. It's a great tool. Everybody, there was a time when everybody had one. 
Like I know. Everybody. And I, and I used to complain, oh, that's awful. Why do people do that with autumn cars and steering wheels that lock? But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was before. Well, that's a beautiful thing, your truck there. So I, I uh, hope you always enjoy it. You said it's a stick? Yes, a oh, manual shift. Yeah, another beautiful thing that you can't get anymore. <laughs> yeah, five on the floor. That's right, five on the floor. Carolyn, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Maybe that's a good question is, you know, how do you, uh, do you have any unusual or old ways to protect your car? Man, the 1986 Toyota SR5, I got that in my mind because I'll tell you something else you can't do anymore. My friend's dad, my best friend growing up, his dad had one of those. And it was this little yellow truck, and it was amazing. And we lived in uh, Palmdale, which is a good place to be from. And uh, we would drive that truck from Palmdale to Dodger Stadium. So it's about a 50, 60-minute drive, typically. And in 1986 or 1983, whenever it was that we were driving in that truck, he would drive us to a Dodger game, and there'd be 10 of us in the back of that truck hauling down the 5 freeway to Dodger Stadium. No seatbelts, no nothing, no camper shell. No, we're just hanging on for dear life, and he's going 90. And uh, that was totally fine. Uh, that was completely fine. Back, that's a part of the uh, the world that's also uh, gone away, probably for the better, you know, on that. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. The blaming the victim thing, it's something that is it's an evil thing it's not just it's it is just and i think part of the the work of mercy which matters a lot to injustice you have to have mercy mercy is uh mercy is you're guilty and you there's a penalty coming your way that you you owe but the judge or the person who is going to dispense justice decides for whatever reason, their own reason, or, or because of your circumstances, that you're not going to get the full sentence, that you're going to get something else. That's a part of justice. That, that matters. But you still have to own, you know, the, the crime, the thing that you're guilty of. You know, there are people who won't acknowledge their crime or they don't have any remorse for their crime, and they might get mercy. They might get some clemency. They might get something, uh, but they don't. Because uh, they're too prideful, right? That's what mercy is. Anyway, uh, 888-528-2557. When you blame the victim, the problem with that is, is that the victim is actually the victim. And whatever reason for justice that you have to give some uh, benefit of the doubt or, or grace or even mercy to the person perpetuating crime is that you have to have a balance. Justice is a balance. And if the victim is blamed... Or in our case in our town in many cities where the, the victim has uh, basically no recompense if the person who does the crime is uh, not arrested for that crime or they are let go or the penalty that they pay is uh, not that bad. It's not justice to do that. And that is a, a deeply troublesome thing that is happening more and more in our society. 888 2557. Eileen in Long Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, I got uh, three words. A kill switch. I had a Datsun V210, and we had to have a kill switch on that baby because it didn't have an ignition. I used to start it with a screwdriver. No so kidding. The kill switch is the key. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you know, that worked though, right? You, you kept your car. That's your car. I kept my car. Yep. All right. All you need yep. is a kill right. switch. We, yeah, we do. I wonder now if we could just have like a digital one on your phone, right? You could just, uh, if your car starts moving and you're not in it, you just hit a button on your phone and shut it off. 
your uh, Tesla? Oh, that, that's a good I idea. Think that, you better patent that one. Yeah, right, I should. There's a lot of ideas that I've sort of spewed out and somebody else picked up on. Somebody right now is going to be a millionaire because of our conversation, Eileen. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's a great All one. Right. Thanks, Eileen. 888-528-2557. You ever have a, uh, you have a creative way that you keep people from stealing your car or something? Um, one of my creative ways is I... I drove a uh, piece of junk uh, Nissan Sentra one time, and that car in itself was a reason not to steal it. M- Michelle in Inglewood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Just wanted to chime in on the Kia theft situation. My sister had a Kia she bought brand new, and um, she did have a club on the car, and one morning she goes out and, and her she can't unlock the car. The club won't unlock. So we called AAA, found out that her car had been tampered with. Mm. They tried to steal it, but be, they could not steal it because of the club. But they did steal the catalytic converter. Oh, yeah. So, that's huge, by the way. Yeah, that's days. another huge thing. Yep. So the insurance company had it fixed while it was in the shop. She gave the club to our niece, who also has a Kia, and it has prevented her car from being stolen. So when my sister got her Kia back, we could not find a club. They were sold out everywhere. Before she could get the club, the Kia was stolen. Wow. She was um, contacted by a law firm who has a a class action lawsuit, and the thing is, is that Kia did not rectify nor notify people that they're... Oh, I think I lost you there. You went away. Oh, I am so sorry. Probably a little jazz on there. Am I here? Yeah, you're back. Okay, just drove by SoFi, so they probably have something. But anyway, um, yeah, so my understanding is that Kia did not uh, build the car with the anti-theft mechanism right um, like it's not it's not standard right yeah so she uh has been um part of this class action lawsuit yeah so and so i think that's where you know kia is being blamed and people didn't didn't know those the buyers of the cars they were not aware that the cars were so easy to steal yeah, I think that uh, that's a that is part of that thing. I don't, I don't think Kia knew right away, right? But some smart person, some smart kid who's probably twelve, figured out how to do it. Or some Kia employee sold the information. Right, <laughs> definitely could be true. Hey, Michelle, I got I got to get to a break. Thanks for calling on that. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. We're definitely selling a lot of clubs today. You know what a great product when you think about it. We we laugh about it, but it's saving people's cars today. Uh, I got to take a break. I see your call, Carmen, and others. The number is 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. If you own a car in Chicago, good luck, because this past year, this uh, since 2022, so far this year, close to 20,000 cars have been stolen. That's up 104% year over year. And here, the mayor, Brandon Johnson, 
is now filing suit against Kia and Hyundai because they made the cars too easy to steal. Exactly. So uh, rather I, than I totally personal responsibility that. about the person who carjacks, yes. blame the car. It is the uh, car's fault. Right. How dare you park that car on the road and then leave it there alone while you go shop? You, you're just asking for trouble. They really blame Kia and Hyundai because they're so attractive and so lucrative in resale. The, the failure of Kia, the mayor goes on to say, in Hyundai to install basic auto theft protection technologies in these bad models is sheer negligence. And as a result, a citywide, nationwide crime spree around automobile theft has been unfolding right before our eyes. This mayor's a real winner. Um, unbelievable. He really knows how to identify the problem. When an angry mob... That is uh, reporting on the lawsuit in Chicago about uh, car thieves where uh, Kia and Hyundai are being sued by the city because of the increase in car thefts. And, uh, you know, it's led to the, the question, you know, why it's important that we don't blame the victim. In this case, you know, you're blaming the, the car manufacturers who probably should have put on a, uh, I think people assume, right? I think people assume that their car has a anti-theft device on it now. Um, but you know, it, the thing about it is, is as much as I think they should do that, you can't not blame the car thief. You have to lay that blame at the car thief. You can't say, well, you got a car without this on it. And, uh, so, uh, you deserve to have it stolen. 888-528-2557. I'm wondering if there are areas where we blame the victim where, you know, when does the victim have something to do with it you know is it really should we blame the victim at all for anything if they're a victim it sounds like they shouldn't be blamed but there's certainly a wisdom uh you know piece to things right is that you're not responsible for your car getting stolen um but you know like we've been talking about lots of people went out and bought the club the old club and uh maybe there's some wisdom with that it certainly makes people move on to the next one I think that's how they do it. 888-528-2557. Carmen in Northridge, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I just want to say I love your show, and I do think that Kia and uh, the other car company are responsible partly because if the majority of cars being stolen is from their companies, when you go buy a car these days, it's 2023. You should not have to use the club anymore. They should hold some responsibility for them and the thief. But mainly, they should have a, a car theft system in their car already built in. And so you don't have to get theft insurance is very, very expensive. I don't know about you, but I can't afford it just living on my daily income to get theft insurance for my car. That's partly responsibility of the car manufacturer. And if they want to make those cars really cheap, and save all that money, then they should be sued yeah. for it. It should be a class action suit. And the theft people that are doing it should be responsible, too. Yeah. That's just a, that's a no-brainer right there. Do you, do you think that... Pers- I'm sorry. Uh, do you think that we should, you know, at what extent do we hold people responsible for, like, the car manufacturers or even just people, you know, if somebody doesn't like to lock their door or they don't get a club or they don't do something responsible is there a level of car theft that we should have that we should just find as this is what we should expect and therefore we're going to no not necessarily there are percentages that are based on that for example how many cars of the kia and the other hyundai 
how many out of the regular cars got stolen. And yeah. there's a higher percentage. There's 105, I think you said. Yeah, but so a big percentage great. of those cars are the ones yeah. that have been well, part of the increase. Great, yeah, that's a great percentage. And those two manufacturers should come up with a better idea how not to get their cars stolen. Yeah. And and from that, it's 2023. The technology has changed quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's pretty truck. shocking that there's not uh, anti-theft device on the... I would never would have... I don't even think I would have asked if I were buying a new car, if exactly. that's part of it today. You wouldn't even ask. It, it, it should be there already. So I do think that they are responsible. However... Um, whoever puts that information on the internet should also take responsibility because they're showing how you can steal. They're partly responsible. They're like a co-conspirator in mm. trying to steal those cards. So that but, should be taken off the internet. All right, Carmen. Th- thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. That There's a lot in there, right? Is that at what point are we responsible, even if we're the victim, for different things? There's certainly... A wisdom component. I I think that you have to separate it a bit. You know, you you got to make sure that the car thief is always a car thief. You can't say, well, you know, the car thief, you know, he stole this car because they were stupid. It's, he's still a thief. You know, most of us, almost all of us listening, we're not going to go steal the uh, Kia or Hyundai or some other car because we're not thieves, right? There's you got to put that there. But at the same time, we know that there are thieves. Right? We know that there are people who sin and that people struggle with different things. We know that. And we should accept that to a certain degree right? in, in the culture. I think that there's a place where it goes beyond, though. So when you, when you and, and let me know what you think about this, 888-528-2557. Should CVS and Target and these places that have the flash mobs coming in all the time and wiping them out, should they be responsible for putting every single thing, putting the uh, the deodorant and the toe fungus cream behind lock and key? Like that's an expense that they pass on to all the people who shop there, right? It costs them. Is that, you know, where do we draw the line as a culture where we say, you know what, there's a certain amount of theft that we're going to anticipate and we're going to do things to prevent that, but there's a level of theft that seems crazy. Like why should I have to lock up everything? Why should I have to go to target where i went a few months ago and you know what i needed was i needed this two dollar nasal spray and i had to wait in line because one lady with keys had to open up every single thing for every customer who just wanted to pull something off the shelf and the reason for that is because of these thefts there's got to be a place you you draw the line that that goes way past the the common sense responsibility of a retailer or a car manufacturer or whoever or do we just continue to say, well, crime, it is what it is, and it keeps growing, and we'll just take more and more precautions? You know, at what point are we, have we crossed that line? I think we've crossed it. 888-528-2557. Rachel in Orange County, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you. God bless you. Hi, Rachel. Show. Um, I just had a, uh, something to say about the car um, theft. So um, our son drives a um, an old police car, the Crown Vic. Yeah. Around Victoria. And I just found out recently that there's this key fob that actually um, his friend, because his friend had one too, and, and it got stolen. And, and the thief that, that stole it had a key fob. And, and uh, you, what they do is um, they, they open up these cars, these, these, these police cars. There's like several, mm. several of them. But you just go around to different ones, and and one of the codes is going to match whatever key 
bob they have i heard about so, that a while ago that there were some cars where there might be a hundred different codes but if you just walk through a parking garage and keep clicking the button it might open up one of them well the the, the police cars the the old crown vicks were, were like that and there was it was pretty easy because there was only several bobs and one of them was going to work yeah. and sure enough it worked on his uh, friend's car and it got stolen and um so we gave him the club we said you know this this news to us we never heard of such a thing um so we gave him the club and he does use it now he does use the club um it's a great thing uh, also my my husband had a 1978 trans am and um, he was trying to sell it, and somebody came by to look at it, and we believe they came by later that night and, and stole it. Mm. Um, and this is an interesting story, because about a year later to the date, we got a call from the cops and said, hey, we, we, we found your car. And uh, we went to pick it up, and, and the, the thieves who stole it wanted this Trans Am, but the Trans Am was kind of beat. The only thing good in it was the engine. And so they redid the whole thing. They gave him a paint job. They gave it new interior. It had a nice radio system. And they were doing a, a, a stolen car check because out of Baldwin Park, there were so many cars being stolen that the police would set up this check. And they had um, VIN numbers. They had changed the VIN numbers. But apparently there's a secret VIN number that only the cops know about. And so when they matched the second VIN number, they, they – came back and, and, you know, came back to my husband, and he had reported it stolen. So this is one of those cases where a year later, and he got his car back in much better condition than huh. what they stole it. Yeah. It was, some crazy that, things. That was, That's a cool car, though, here, 1978 Trans Am. Did it have the big, uh, he still what was has it, it, an eagle or a hawk on the front of it? What was it on the hood? Yes, 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 it yeah, was some big um, bird. the eagle. The eagle, yeah. You know, and he has it to this day, and it's clubbed. <laughs> yeah, it has a club. All right. Uh, thanks for yeah, calling. God Today, bless God bless you. Today is a, a winner for the club. I didn't realize, you know, that we were going to talk about it like that. But, you know, that is uh, – it's an amazing device. Somebody was talking about, you know, the idea that of the, the car alarms. We used to have to add those to our cars. You didn't have – it wasn't built in by the manufacturer. It was a third-party thing. And, you know, whenever somebody would drive too fast down the road and all the car alarms would go off all night long, car alarms would used to go off on those things because they were – they were too sensitive. 888-528-2557. In a, in a serious way, the, the catalytic converter is uh, something that people are stealing out of cars all the time. I had this happen. So during the COVID, I had a 2003 Honda Accord, and it was just sitting out in front of my house. And I wasn't driving it. I had just bought a uh, more recent model, a 13, and um, that car had 250,000 miles on it. I was planning to sell it. Then the COVID happened, and it just sat there. Well, eventually, um, there was a kid at church who needed a car, and the whole situation there says, oh, I'll let you have it. And it needed some work, you know, but pretty minor stuff. And it needed to be registered because I didn't uh, – I, I failed to register the car during the COVID. Uh, turns out uh, the DMV keeps track of that. And I said, hey, if you pay for the registration and whatever, fine, you can have the car. So they said, okay. They came over to get it. I turned the key. And uh, smoke or exhaust starts coming out of the bottom of it. And someone had stolen the catalytic converter right in front of my house. Um, and uh, I had no idea. I didn't know when it happened. I just it sometime in the year or so that it just sat there. And uh, recently where we live, somebody was stole a catalytic converter off a car in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night. And they came with a couple of cars and all the equipment and got under there and took it really quick. Now, my wife is 
whenever there is something that just needs to get done now, she will get it done now. Once there was a fire near our house and she, she packed up our entire house in about 30 minutes. It was unbelievable. Shocking. Well, our garage, we had just moved, of course, and the garage is full of all kinds of stuff. We couldn't park our cars in the garage. And as soon as that thing got stolen, I'm not kidding, in one afternoon, she cleared out our whole garage and now our cars are parked in there. Yeah, see, uh, my wife has super skills when it comes to things like that. All right, I got to take a break. Janice and others, I see your calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about blaming the victim. And uh, when is it that that's uh, not wrong, not right? Or when do you have to put more responsibility on uh, maybe the victim of some crimes? 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. You can watch us right now at kkla.com. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Good to be with you today. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We are talking about blaming the victim, and uh, this was spurred on by a couple of different things. One of them is the story that the city of Chicago is suing car manufacturers, Kia and Hyundai, because of the increase of car thefts. And how much of it is really the car manufacturer's fault um, versus uh, the thief's fault? You got to blame the thief at some point. I guess that's what I would wonder too. Is that is there an increase? If there's an increase in car thefts, is there any increase in catching those people who catch the the who, who steal the cars? In the thieves, most of us aren't thieves. Most of us are not going and uh, and stealing a car even if we knew how. Even if we knew we could get away with it, we're not doing it. But some people doing it all the time. In fact, there are a lot of cars that are um, stolen today. Lots of different brands. Not to blame, you know, just a couple. You know what number one is? What would you say the number one uh, brand is to get uh, stolen today? It's a Chevy Chevy pickup. Uh, Ford pickup number two, Honda Civic, Honda Accord. Uh, then you got the Hyundais and Kias. But then the Toyota Camry, GMC pickup. People like the trucks. Honda CRV. I'm scared now. Yeah, I, I just mentioned my, my, like my most, car's on there, Scott. Like most of the car, my car's on there too. You know, maybe during the break we'll go uh, we'll go check it out, see if it's still there. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Janice and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I, you know, you were referring to Target and, and uh, CVS as well, and the way that and they I have say, to lock everything up now because of all the things. Oh, it's crazy. I say prosecute the criminals, get armed guards there. But prosecute the government officials that make this kind of thing available to every rotten criminal. And I think, you know, I, I think no mercy. Because if you start, look what Rudy Giuliani did in uh, New York. Let it be like that again. Prosecute the damn criminals and get the government criminals out of office. That's all I have to say. All right, Janice, is it, you know, that's an interesting thing. Is it a political, what what blame do the politicians have in this? I think when you add this up, there are certainly here in California, when the laws changed and we changed uh, the, what a, you know, a, uh, the level of crime rate for, uh, what is it? It's $950. If it's $950 or less, it's not a felony anymore. It is a misdemeanor. And uh, that's a legal change. How much blame really do the, prosec- the uh, politicians have? Uh, versus the criminals themselves, 
888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, you know, I think that one of the things here that we have to keep in mind is that we live in this world where there is going to be sin, and we should not tolerate it, but we should expect it. Uh, I think you say you do that in all kinds of different parts of our of our life, right? You and it, it is a shame how it's changed. I think if you talk to some older folks, uh, even here in uh, Southern California, they would tell you that when they were kids, that nobody ever locked their front door. The last thing I do before I go to bed at night is I make sure the doors are locked to the place. When we leave for vacation or something, that's one of the things we're worried about is, did you lock the door, right? We we lock our doors. We Most of us have uh, security systems in our cars. Mine's all messed up. I have to like manually lock a couple of doors on my car because if I click the thing, it won't set the alarm unless – because one of the locks is broken or something, and they told me it's $600 to get that fixed some part that I need to put in there. 888-528-2557. David in Boyle Heights, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Um, hi, Dr. Um, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, hi, I David. Yes, I just want to uh, give a piece of my mind that it's not the, what you call it, it's not the car, uh, or, or the victims. It's just a law that they have. There's two lines on the criminal. Mm. If they would have severe laws, the criminals that they do this, that would stop. Like, look, look at El Salvador, how they killed that country. Look, yeah. that's just a, a big sample of whenever they want to do something right, they do it. And look, look, look what we have here. It's supposed to be, we're supposed to be the largest people in our government uh, in the United States. So what, what, what's going on? We seem to be, uh, I don't have a very good connection with you, David, but I think what you're saying is, you know, getting back to how much we blame on the the uh, the government. You talked about El Salvador. El Salvador is um, one of the things that's happened there is the gangs are pretty huge in El Salvador. A uh, huge problem, and the crime has become rampant over the last few years. Uh, so much so that I think for a while, anyway, it became the uh, highest murder rate in the world. I'm pretty sure uh, for a while, the new president down there started arresting gang bang, gang members. And he's he's done a lot to stop it. The other side of it is, though, is that he has literally arrested 2% of the country, like 2% of the population he put in jail to try to stop these things. I got a story. I was in El Salvador for a couple of mission trips, and, you know, they there was the first first one we went down, we had the first day we're going into this community. It's uh, extreme poverty, and we had to drive in there for quite a while. And we had one guy as a military escort. He rode on the bus with us. And uh, but the next day there were two guys in a jeep in front of us. The third day the jeep was full of guys, and the fourth day we had three vehicles, and there must have been twelve or fifteen armed, heavily armed uh, military guys leading us on this mission trip. And I said, "What's the deal with that?" And he said, "Well, you know, the first day the bandits don't know you're coming. The second day uh, they're checking to see if you're coming. The second day, on the third day they're making plans to hit you, and they'll hit you on the fourth day." And that's how we felt safe, you know, I guess, with all those people there and that kind of an escort. But, uh, you know, are we going to get to that place in this country? That's one of the questions when I went on those mission trips, as I asked, is, you know, somebody mentioned hire a security guard. If you go to San Salvador or other cities and lots of places around the world, individual shops have their own security guards. And there's some guy outside with a shotgun uh, who they're just hired as you're the security guard now. And it works. You know, I think uh, to a certain degree, but are we going to get to a place where we're going to just have to hire armed guards at every single place? You know, you go to a coffee shop and there's some guy out there uh, with the uh, with uh, a weapon. Is that where we're headed? At some point, 
you got to draw the line. 888-528-2557. Chris and Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. I love your show always, and I have my little radio sitting right next to my chair that is the Pastor Scott Radio. Oh, well, thank you. We need we need to sell Pastor Scott radios and Pastor Scott uh, car clubs now you know, for steering wheels. We'll put a little logo on there and see what we can do. Yeah, well, you know, when a law is passed in any society, that's really a mark of failure. Because that means that we can't count upon the common sense of our citizens to not do something wrong. We actually have to make a law to deter that behavior that they want to do. So that's really a failure every time a law is passed. But then when you have a law, and then you decide, I'm not going to enforce that law out of what you call mercy. When you don't enforce a law, that's not mercy, that's complicity. Mm. You're being complicit with the thieves. Yeah, You're saying, look right, go right past the law. And, you know, it's this blame-shifting thing. We have a, a government right now that, um, because of some choices that have happened in recent history, their policies are not competent to stem this tide. So their only recourse is to remove the guilty label from the crime and allow the crime to proceed. And instead put the onus on the, the, the manufacturers and the stores. Yeah. You know, in in, uh, Oregon, they uh, last year or the year before, they legalized all hard drugs to a certain amount. And it's been such a disaster that now the same people who voted for that are trying to unvote it. Right. There there is a pendulum swing, I think, Chris, that's going to come pretty soon. Um, Eventually, it has to. It'll come and it can come pretty harsh. Uh, But I I think that's where we're headed. I've had some, uh, you know, this is what happens a couple footsteps before a dictator shows up, is this chaotic swinging back and forth to extremes. Eventually, you're paved the, paved the way for somebody like a Mussolini to come and says, now there shall be order. Yeah. And they'll slam the iron down. Yeah. I hope it doesn't come to that. That's what happens. I hope not either. All right, Chris, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Diana and Downey, you got just a few seconds. Hi. Um, yeah, with the club, we have a van, right? Yeah. And I put the club on it all the time. The one time I didn't put it on, they stole it. You and, know, that is, then, I, I hear that all the time from people. Like, the one yeah. time I don't put it on, it gets stolen. I do. Yeah. It was, like, literally overnight. Yeah, Diana, thanks for calling. We're out of time for this hour. But, uh, hey, fun conversation, but an important one, right? And something that we do need to be thinking about is holding people accountable for what they do, but also being wise in what we do in light of the fact that we know that there's crime and we know that there is other things and a political atmosphere that is uh, not very helpful right now. You can watch the Pastor Scott Show now at kkla.com. If you miss an hour of the show, get the Pastor Scott Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us now on Twitter and Instagram, Pastor at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.